Welcome, welcome to Encourage Radio. I, I Every time we play that music, I love it. I know. It's the little jam session. It's everything I envisioned. Yes. I mean, it, it really is. You know, I love old libraries. I love offices that look like old libraries. <laughs> I love I love presidential libraries where they have like the radio. Yeah. And, and that's what Encourage yes. Radio, that's the inspiration. And, and literally, I was so excited. I was um, doing a marriage counseling the other day, and the guy looked into my office, and he goes, oh, my gosh, that's the radio that's on Encourage Radio. And <laughs> that I was like, it's awesome. cool that you recognize that. But I was like, that just kind of happened because of eBay. Um, didn't even know that that was the radio Rodney and them picked out, but found found the uh, the one that we uh, picked out. Well, this is an exciting, special episode. They're all special, but this is special because we have with us in the room Anna Neary, our director of students here at Waterstone Church. <laughs> good to be here today. We are glad you're here with us. And just as a reminder, just really quick, maybe not a reminder, tell our folks, how long have you been working with our student ministry here at Waterstone Church? Oh, wow. Well, I've had the honor and the privilege of being involved with students here for about seven years. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Seven years ago, y'all were gracious enough to let me as a layman what? leader volunteer to create the young adult ministry, the mm-hmm. well. And then two short years after that, y'all invited me on board officially to work with the student ministry. So yeah, it's been a while. And I mean, but that's your that's your heart. Your calling yes. is for the generations. Absolutely, right? absolutely. Next generation faith leaders. That's and so we love that. And you you have um, done that. You know, there are a number of things I love about our staff. And like with Anna, like I say with Raina, there's there's a few that are like this that with Raina, with Leah, and, and so many others, but specifically in these ministries, right? So also in the room is Raina. Hello. Uh, Raina Smith, also in the room, Jacob Miller. Hey, Woo-hoo. hey. We're all in here um, together. But so right across from each other are, are Raina and Anna. What I love about um, Anna is the, that you are so gifted at having conversations with students and parents. Yes. Mm. Like that is so critical. So for children's ministry, we say that a, a, a successful children's ministry are happy parents. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're, they're excited that their child wants to go to church, is in church and involved. We say with student ministry is that we have parents that are involved. We're going to speak to that in just a moment because this is our 13th or 14th student ministry we've seen come through, um, if you will, Waterstone Church. And this is the, one of the first years we're seeing parents involved yeah. and right. engaged. I know you're going to address that in just a moment, right. but there's a number of things um, that I love about where Anna um, serves and that you can handle um, these these delicate, difficult discipleship conversations with students and parents um, in that. And you are a disciple maker. You're not just an entertainer of students. And I think we're just now seeing that paid off. All right. So why is Anna in the room? All right. So it's it's on my heart at this time of the year, you know, whenever you sort of uh, follow camp or you get ready for a missions trip, there's always those formative times in student ministry where you're either prepping for or coming back from and we're seeing something different in our students, the student ministry. Yes. And I wanted Anna to come in and speak and answer uh, really three broad questions, all right? So um, wh- what, what role, how critical, rather, is the role of a parent 
in their student's life for like the the discovery of faith, uh, the formation of faith, the development of faith, um, when they come back from camp or they get ready for a missions trip or those things, like what can a parent do to identify and develop faith? And I'm throwing them at you, right? These are big mm-hmm. three. We'll come, I, we'll come back to them, Lord willing, if we remember them. Here's the third. <laughs> what are you seeing like right now um, in student ministry that is critical um, to the formation of faith that's making a difference. So I know just let's go back to question one. Like for for a, a student, what is what is needed from mom and dad mm. in the house? And and what role do they play in the discovery, the formation, the execution of their students' faith life? Excellent question. So mm. First and foremost, I would like to say that student ministry really is family ministry. So for all those aspiring student ministers out there, I just want to let you know the reality is you don't get to just speak into a student's life. I mean, you can, but you're shortchanging the effect of the growth of that student because parents are so key and they're so, so vital to the growth of their students. So speaking to our audience today, I want parents to understand you still play the biggest Mm. role of any influencer, any social media presence, any friend, any teacher, you as a parent play the biggest role in influencing your student for the faith and for pretty much anything else in life. And you may not think that because I am sure there's parents listening to this today that are going, um, yeah, my kid hates me or my kid oh, just, yeah. you know, doesn't want to talk to me this week or argues with me about everything or I'm wrong and I don't know anything. And I want to say, parents, that's what they tell you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come but, on. But they are sponges that are soaking yes. you up. Yes. Right, Raina? 24-7. Yes. It yes. doesn't just start when they're teenagers. It's starting when they're young, but yeah. it continues into those adolescent right. years. So they are constantly watching and observing and absorbing. They notice when there's inconsistencies. Yeah. They notice when something's authentic. Right. They know when something's not. Right. And they're like little computers that are just storing that data, storing that data. And it does affect and influence mm-hmm. the choices they make, mm-hmm. yeah. what they believe, mm-hmm. and, and how they respond. Right. So it's so important. Yeah. Now, pushback is normal um, for a student. Pushback is normal, which is why, you know, when you said that, um, you were appropriate that you were getting the parental responses of, yeah, right. <laughs> um, you're, you're telling me that my voice is more important than an influencer or their friends or their friends groups because it sure seems like they're listening more to them um, than they are me. That's sort of built into them. That's sort of hardwired. I mean, we learned that from the very first children that Adam and Eve had. Right. Um, you see that. That's the sort of the effect of sin. But I think the key that Anna said was they're watching um, they're picking up on those undertones. Yeah. Yes, they may. If a friend comes in and says, "Let's go do this," and they weren't supposed to, and they do, and you have the conversation that every parent, like, I wonder if Adam and Eve are the first ones that said this. If, if your friend jumped off a bridge, would you jump off a bridge too? You know, I think Adam and Eve were the first ones to say that. You have that conversation, that question with them, and you're thinking, "Do they really listen to me?" Mm-hmm. They do, but they're picking up more on the environment. They're picking up more on the tones. They're yes. picking up more on your your actions because they're 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 around you more than they are around their friends. Right, yeah. right. Kids are. I always say this before they even know what the word integrity means. Mm. They can spot it. 
Wow. They can see and know when you've got integrity with your walk and your faith in the so Lord. True. And they're not looking to see that your faith is perfect. Mm, that's they're a good point. They're, yeah. They're looking to see that you actually have authentic faith and wow. that it's not just a Sunday faith, that it is a faith you're living out and that you're being transparent. Right. Because mm. a lot of times I feel like parents feel like their faith is so private and personal and it's just oh, them on. and the Lord or them and their spouse that's all equally yoked and, and, and they don't. They, they love to talk about faith with right. their kids yeah. and in the context of their kids, right. but not always show it themselves right. Right. because to show it means you're showing that you don't have all the answers, that you're you're flawed, that y- you have moments where you're not acting very Christian, but you have to own it and repent of it. And these are things that a lot of parents don't feel that they can do in front of their children. They right. feel like they're hypocrites. Right. But the reality is that's exactly what young adults, yes. uh, teenagers, tweens, that's what they need to see. Right. They need that. I well, love it because yeah, it's a reiteration of where we were on a previous podcast. I think yeah. it was Raya that was sharing that the most authentic conversation happens with your parents. Mm, yeah. right. And they want that because it's this casual conversation at school. It's, it's scrolling on the feed. It's, you know, nothing is authentic and they want that. And the key times that you are with them as a parent, Mm. that is what they listen to. Mm -hmm. That is what they want. I had a friend I met with, and I know that you are just so invested in our young adults as well. And um, they had a son that graduated from college. And I was saying, these years are still just as important in helping them bridge into adulthood. They want those conversations. So the conversations not only start in, let's say, children's ministry area, and we are looking at the whole home, it transitions into, of course, Waterstone Young into the student ministry, but then it continues. That that conversation never stops. But like you said, that authenticity is what they want. They want something real. And we can pour in in children's ministry as much as we want, but they want to see an authentic heart because it goes from parent-controlled, self-controlled, basically in your ministry, to God-controlled. And you're in the middle of that bridge constantly. And so, but we're still having those conversations even when they're God-controlled. Right. Right. So what would you say, all right, for instance, you know, uh, camp is a vital part of coming back, um, missions trips, all these moments. Well, not even just camp. Let's just say they 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 go to school and they have this moment where they're like, you know, I saw so-and-so do this. That was a wake-up call for me that I didn't need to behave and act like that. And so now I want to be a better person, be a better Christian. What role does the parent play in helping that student um form their faith. Because like we said to students, you know, when I was there for camp, and at least for that, I said camp is a seed. Um, At Adventure Camp, when we just had that with our children, uh, I encourage those that made decisions to go back and tell mom and dad, you made a decision to trust Christ. And the responses we received from the kiddos, they were like, my mom and dad hate church. My grandma brings me um, I'm not sure I can say that. Like it was across the board. Yeah. But a mom and dad come down and they sit with you and they said, "Little Johnny, you know, made a made a decision. Their 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 life has changed. What can I do to help them grow? How can I pay attention? What would you say to parents right now as they're observing their child, their student rather, wanting to grow in the faith?" Oh, such a great question. Mm. 
So I think, and I've had parents ask me this question before, and mm-hmm. I think my answer surprises them. Because a lot of times I think they're expecting, here's a Bible study book. Here (laughs) is some devotional that you can sit down and do with them. Like all these academic style faith-based resources. And sometimes what I share with them is I say, turn up the transparency. And they say, what does that mean? (laughs) And I give them an example. And I'm a concrete thinker, so bear with me as I share this. But it's an example of like, Let's just say hypothetically, and this does happen in the real world, you've had a day where you had to call a customer service rep about Mm. something and he was flavorful and you just were out of your mind with how do I deal with this? And you had to have a moment of like, Lord, I need the strength and the words to speak with this to this person that even though I don't know them, I've never seen them. I want to be a witness to your grace and to your patience and your peace. And it's, it's actually something that most parents would never think of talking about with their kids. Wow, yeah. It's just something that they did and the, the kids don't need to know. Well, guess what? Maybe it's sitting down and going, well, let me tell you how I had to partner with God today. Wow. I had to yes. call a certain customer service rep about XYZ situation. They were testing my patience hardcore. All I wanted to do was yell or hang up. But you know what? I had a moment where Holy Spirit said, wow. partner with me. Yeah. And here's what it looked like. Right. And you share that with them. Then ask them, did you have a, did you have anything like that with someone today? Maybe a teacher, another friend? Was there a moment where you had to partner with God where you did or you didn't, but right. you realize now you could have? Right. Or maybe we can talk about how you could have. Wow, that's, 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 that's the cool. kind of stuff that yeah. it, I'm talking about. Not, I mean, devotionals are great. Right. Bible studies are great. Please do use them. You know, But at the end of the day, this real life application of how we're partnering and walking with the Lord in the little things, the big things and everything in between, that is what kids want to hear about. It is 100%. So we really, in almost every podcast episode, we've not ventured far from episode one, where when we said, uh, I'm becoming a parent, we're pregnant, we're expecting the question asked, and it set the tone for all episodes, and it's wild how we've not left it. The question a mom and dad should ask is, what do I need to become for this Amen. child? Yes. And you you just said that. You just, you literally for, and it's not just the child, it's for the student every and for the college kid. Mm-hmm. It's for every phase of life. Okay, so that's part of the pushback. Because they're not getting that from their teenage friends. Right. Because they really can't, because their teenage friends have an experience. That's why the mom and dad are still a major influencer in that child's life. Now, the pushback is natural because, uh, you know, they don't really want to receive necessarily instruction from mom and dad, but a heart to heart conversation that sits down and says, I've fallen, I failed, I struggle in my prayer life. I just dealt with a customer service rep on the phone, and I almost lost my cool, and I had to pause, and you almost lost your cool, Mom. How'd you handle that? Like, I lost my cool at school. Like, having that conversation with your student actually helps them develop their faith, and they want that. Right, right. Think about that for just a moment. So, you know, talk more talk more about that, because you see this, mm-hmm. like you just shared one conversation. You, you see this on a weekly basis, and that's why I said... One of the most vital things you do is not so much the teaching on Wednesday nights and the events that you hold. Right. It's the daily conversations that right. you're having with students and parents that help them navigate this. Right. So a lot of what you do is probably more ministry to parents than it is to <laughs> yes, students. Yes, very much so. It absolutely is, especially when parents want it yeah. and they're recognizing that this isn't just about their child. It's right. about them 
in the development of their child, how to partner and how to grow from um, the wisdom that they're able to receive from others. Mm -hmm. And that's my job is to come alongside. My job is not to replace them. Right, and that's somehow that's in the in the global church somehow that yeah. idea has come about that right. youth directors are the the replacement for that. Right. No, 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 no. We we are the supplements. We come right. alongside, and parents have to be a strong base. Right. Then we're able to really support that strong base even even better. Mm-hmm. But if it's not a strong base, there's so much. There's we're kind of capped in what we can do because right. it's it's mixed messages. It's hey, you're coming to youth and you're learning these things, and then you're going home and you're seeing the total opposite, right? right. You know, and that that's tough. But yeah. to your point, you mentioned the pushback, and I do want to agree with you that during those teenage years, mm-hmm. parents, here's what's going on: <laughs> your kids are becoming little people. You know this, yeah. And in doing that, it's not that. It's just hormones. It's not just friends. It's not these other things. Sure, all that contributes, but they are trying to figure out who they are. Yes, come they on. need the flexibility, and I call it the grace and the space. It's the same way you would treat a mm. spouse. How do you how do you handle when your spouse isn't being who you want them to be, or agreeing right. with you, or whatnot? You've got to trust God with them. Right. It doesn't mean your hands off. It means yes, that you on. give them the space to make certain mistakes. And really what children, especially teenagers, are doing when they are being, quote, rebellious, one, sometimes it's just plain ignorance. But right. when you notice that you've had a conversation and it keeps happening, they are really trying to determine is mom and dad really for me? Wow. Not am I going to agree with you, but are they going to handle me with grace and love? Or is it going to be stern disciplinarian? I'm in trouble. I'm grounded. They don't want to hear it. Um, They're angry because that's what too many students see in their parents. And it sends this message I don't know that mom and dad are really for me. Wow. Then yes. they question, is God really for mm. me? Mm. And many times when we see people rebel in the faith, it's almost the same thing on yeah. repeat. Let me see what I can do. And is God going to send thunderbolts down at me? Yeah. Or is he going to show me unconditional grace that I've been hearing about? It's, right. it's it, it starts. There's so much that starts in the home that shapes and influences how we see God. Yes. And it doesn't mean we have to be perfect parents no, because no. that's not going to happen. But it just means that when they do rebel, it's a conversation that's that's coming out of love saying, help me understand why you keep oh. making these choices. Well, oh, and many oh, times oh. they respond out of fear right. and it's yes. more, you know, cutting like, why did you do this? Instead of out of formation. Yes. Yeah. And realizing oh, that your good. words are, for, you're forming them. Right. They have never been here before. And for us to be ready in our heart for those conversations right? and realize that that is part of our calling in raising them through those um, adolescent, uh-huh. through those teen years. Right. Even if we have friends that have, you know, teens, we are all in this together as a body of believers right. in order to be there and encourage in their discipleship, to have that listening ear to be able to speak into their lives. Because like you said, yes, many times they think, oh, it's Sunday morning, but then that's where the divisive, divided life starts, Right, where you have the Monday transformation, you know? And so our goal is for them to be able to live it out fully 
you know, where there's no separation between the right. the sacred and, and the, the secular. Sec- yeah, exactly. Right. They're the same person. Well, it's up to parents to be that way too. Right. Right. And Pastor, actually, you had you had asked, you know, what does a parent need to do yes. or be yeah. in order to really help their child grow right. in their faith? I'm going to add something to my okay. answer. I am truly a huge believer that the healthier we are as Christians and as individuals, the healthier we can be for a spouse and the healthier we can be for our children and everybody else around us. So I'm a big proponent of parents seeking out, whether it's Christian counseling or whatever they need a mentor in their life for their accountability in their healing. Because many times when children get to that little age of independence, we label it rebellion. It's really not rebellion. It's independence trying to be applied and boundary testing, but their children and, and teens are receptive to boundaries right. when they are applied in healthy ways yes. versus reactive ways. Yes. And too many parents get triggered by their children's yeah. behavior oh, yeah. and respond based on the triggers. That sends the message that, that they're not for the child because right. they're upset. And therefore that child just continues to behave that way because they feel like, well, if mom and dad are not for me, I'm just going to do what I want to do anyway. Yes. And this is what happens. But when parents seek out the the resources to help themselves, that is when God can do a lot of growth and healing and change that drastically transforms the way they parent. And a lot of times parents and adults think that that maybe Christian resources or Christian counseling are for them when their marriage is in trouble or True. when they're having horrific situations with their child. I say start it before that. Oh, I say, yeah. you know, because you'd be surprised what the Lord wants to show you yeah. through sound Christian counsel. And so whether that's a mentor or whether that's a Christian counselor yeah. or both, it's vital. Right. So, yeah. No, I, I agree. So, so, man, there's so much here that my mind is literally racing. Like I can't keep up with my thoughts, mm. which is a good thing. But but think about this. Like I get it. I get why because Ron and Raina have been there. But I get why parents um, one they 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 feel so ill equipped to answer. Naturally, they feel ill equipped to answer sort of their spiritual um, concerns or questions. Like I understand that. Part of a lot of what I entertain in the lobby, believe it or not, is not just people going to the hospital and pray for me for this or that. I literally entertain in the lobby mostly parents with little ones. They they come to me like this. He or she asked me this question about the Bible, and I have no idea how to answer it. Mm. I, like, I'll get down on my knees, and I'll say, well, this is how. So I get it that na- somewhat naturally parents don't know how. Okay, there's a natural two magnets opposing at this moment. Now, watch what I'm about to say. So picture two magnets in your head right right now. So you have your student who's who's expressing independence, as Anna said, that we often in, uh, refer to as rebellion. But what they're really saying is, help me, guide me. I know I'm supposed to be independent at some point. Well, that's frustrating to them if they don't know how. Mom and dad are still trying to figure out how to parent a a teenager like we did. Like, okay, we had nine months before the baby was born to study how to how to handle a baby. We don't have sometimes that many months when they hit teenage years. I mean, you think yes. we were, but we're in the midst of <laughs> yeah. like the twos, threes, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Then all of a sudden we're like, dear Lord, we're approaching double digits. We don't have, okay, but hey, stay with me. The the opposing magnet for the parent is like, I feel so ill-equipped spiritually to not know how to answer their questions. Mm. So now, instead of coming together, they oppose each other. Mm. Mom and dad are sort of fearful of not knowing how to answer. 
the student is fearful of independence and they want answers. And I think that's where the rub comes from. All right. So my mind was racing. I got to read you this verse. I was just studying this verse for a sermon. Listen to Psalm 37. Let me read this 21, 23 and 24, but listen to verse 24. The steps of a man are established by the Lord when he delights in his way. But now listen to verse 24. Though he fall, he shall not be cast headlong for the Lord upholds his hand. Mm. The Lord, right? The Bible is acknowledging that 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 parent, you're going to fall as a parent. Right. Students are going to fall. So the good news is, is God does not abandon us when we fall. So what is that? What am I trying to say here? Anna was nailing it. Your students literally, they don't want to hear just how God answered prayers. They want to hear how you work through a bad day. Right? Yes. They want to hear how you worked out marriage differences. They want to work, they want to hear how you handled road rage, um, how you handled a, you know, going to the grocery store and the order not being ready. Like they want to know like what grace and space. They want to know, they want so that rebellion is handled through giving your child grace and space, just like you needed a moment of grace and space to figure that out. But God gives us that. Yeah. Right. God literally says, All right, my your steps are ordered, but I know you're gonna fall. Yes. Your steps are ordered, but I know you're gonna fall. And when you fall, to fall headlong means you're not gonna eat dirt. Like <laughs> yeah. God says, you're not going to face plant here. And when you're falling, I'm there to pick you back up. You know what it would do in the heart of a student to hear mom and dad say, I have fallen. I fall every day. God's hand is right there. When you fall as your earthly parent, I will be there along with you because I know what it feels like to fall. Mm. I will be there to walk you through this and guide you through this and help you through this do you know what that would do in the life of a student to say grace and space instead of like, why would you do that? I knew you're going to do that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just knew today you're going to. No, pause for a minute and go, I've done that. Right. I, I've or, spilled milk. You know what I mean? Yeah, go right. ahead. Or even the response that so many kids fear. Mm. And this is where we see the little double mindedness come into play is what they, they don't want to let their parents down. So wow. they'll have a fake faith for their parents' sake. Oh. And 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 here's parents, here's why sometimes that happens. I mean, if a child tests a boundary and says, well, I don't know that I believe in Jesus, and your response is, oh, that hurts my heart, honey. Oh, okay, come or, on. Oh, really? Oh, no. Oh, no, we need to pray. I mean, that creates this sense that they can't be yes. honest with where they're at, yes. even if it's not perfect or expected. Perfect yeah. illustration. And so, of course, no parent wants to hear that their child is like, I don't know if Jesus is real, you know, yes. but at the end of the day, being able to say, I understand, you know, and let's, let's discuss how we can help you seek him Boom. and find him Boom. so you can see for yourself. Right. You know, it's, it's just reframing how we respond. Yes. Oh, hundred percent. Cause there's, there's been many times, even as a pastor, when I've said, okay, God, not sure I believe that. <laughs> like, you know, did God freak out and go, oh my gosh, I can't believe you don't believe in me because all I've done for you. No, he says, all right, I understand. That's what that verse means. That's a perfect illustration. So yes, mom and dad, when your students do something stupid, they're going to do some stupid stuff depending upon the level of stupidity, right? <laughs> D- you know, judge your response, but let it always be of grace and space because we still do dumb stuff. Right? I think if we um, are always evaluating learning and have that heart yes. to learn and realize yes. that we yes. need to have the support we need. We have more of a heart to do that for 
our student. Yeah. You know, if we're, you know, reflective, realizing that we're continuing to grow, I think, you know, as we've shared before, to give God's grace, you need to have received God's grace. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Right. And so if we're wrapped up in our own little world, our own little identity, right. when little Johnny messes up, it affects our identity. Oh, yeah. We're less concerned about the heart of that student, mm. more about the image of how it reflects back on oh, us. Oh, that's right. powerful. And so many times we do that. But of, again, of course, we are so blessed to be able to have like now with Waterstone, because we believe in healthy families, we do have vitality conversations. We do realize yes. that it is... Parents need support Yes, help. that yeah. it is mental, it is physical, it is nutritional. We, if we have such a holistic approach... Yeah. As a church, I really think that we're starting to see that, you know, full yeah. circle of of getting healthy. Right. Right. You know, because right. we realize that we're all in need of that mind, body, spirit right. um, growth. And so it's, it's kind of beautiful to see, um, but it's a realization that this conversation is still real. Oh, it's absolutely right. still real. Well, speaking of seeing... What what are you seeing now? You know, we've had this conversation, obviously, which is kind of why I'm asking the question. But what are you seeing right now in our students that is that you've not seen before that we've prayed to see, but mm-hmm. is is happening right now um, in student ministry, specifically here at Waterstone Church? Right. What are you seeing? Talk to us about that. How is that important? What do parents need to know, and how can they help amplify that? Awesome! I'm I'm so excited for this question. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. waiting for this one. <laughs> here we go. Yeah. So um, so I've been in student ministry in some capacity for 11 years now, seven of those years here. Mm -hmm. And this is the first year that I have been seeing what I call it a Jubilee year Mm. in student ministries, because we're seeing a shift in students. It's like a little mini revival where they are really wanting to own their faith. Wow. They are wanting to ask the hard questions. Mm-hmm. They are valuing community and they're valuing the fun that they have, right. but they're not doing that just because that's all they want. Right. They they recognize the other side of the coin, which is growth. And what's interesting to correlate with mm. this shift in the students is the shift in the parents. Wow. So this okay. is a group of parents that I'm noticing are very involved and it's mom and dad. Okay. So we're seeing both parents equally invested in wanting to know and understand how they can support the student ministry. They're on top of what's going on and when they, you can see it's a priority and because it's a priority to the parents, the kids are following suit. Wow. Not, you know, I've been, yeah. And I've seen it the other way before. I've seen it where it wasn't a priority of parents. It was just an an extra thing of the things to do of the extracurriculars or it was just teenage daycare, whatever you want to call it. Um, And those kids did not have the right heart or mind coming in. They, they either, you know, struggled to be here right. um, or they just were there for the fun right? and they really didn't care about the spiritual side. Right. So it's such a difference when parents are modeling the importance of something, right. when they're saying, we're going to work around some things with your sports and your extracurriculars, yeah. because this is just as important, if not more. Right. 
and and they are really conveying that to the student. Right. And that makes a huge difference. Oh, it's huge. And unfortunately, um, Ron and Randa, the age that we are, we're still dealing with parents who are like, I, I should not have made church an extracurricular activity. It was a list of options to do, and uh, the four, church was the fourth, and it, it got, if it got quarter of the time, wow, that was awesome. So yeah, we're still having conversations with with parents that are our age that are like, I don't know how to get my, my child back in church. Right. I don't know how to. And so this is huge. Huge. It's something we've prayed for forever. Yes. Right. And and I wanna I wanna add something to that, Pastor, mm-hmm. because some I can hear some parent listening saying, Well, I'm trying to get my student to come to youth or to be open to the idea of friends and God. And right. it's they just for whatever reason they're they're not open to it. Maybe they're introverted, maybe this, mm. maybe that they want to go to baseball practice, whatever it is. I always challenge those parents. And as gently as I can, right. and I say, how involved are you mm-hmm. at the yeah. church? Mm-hmm. Because if all your involvement is Sunday morning yeah. or an occasional Sunday morning, this is why your child 100%. tends to be resistant. But if they see that you are faithful, yeah. you're on serve teams, you have a ministry or you're part of ministries here, and you're genuinely excited about that, and right. you're talking about the fruit you're seeing in it. Yes. Then yes, your children yes. model, or you model for them, and they they emulate yes. that same mindset and behavior. It's contagious 100%. within the household. They'll 100%. see the priorities, right? What you're oh right. yes, we go. We sort of end, if you will, we in a few minutes of where we started. They, you are their greatest influencer, and it's not always in what you're asking them to do, mm. like clean your room, shut the door, flush the toilet. It's not always in what you're asking them to do. It's what they're seeing you as mom and dad make as a priority. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Like my dad and I, we we got along together, but we also didn't get along together. He was good with his hands. I was horrible with my hands. And so when we would go to work and do construction, you know, it was frustrating for him. You know, he didn't like he didn't throw things, but he was just like, <laughs> man, you know, how many times have I taught you how to do this? My point in all that is, even through all of that, I still idolized my dad. Yeah. Even even when I was like. You know, I knew I wasn't like as good as him in construction. I knew he was frustrated with me at that moment. He was still a vital part of my life. Right. And whenever my dad was like, I we lived one time where I could walk to church. So he would go to church at like three thirty and start warming up the choir. And I would walk to church at four o'clock just to sit on the front row and watch my dad warm up the choir. My point is, we, we right back where we started. You are your largest influential voice in your students, your child's life. Right. And it's done not so much by the lessons that you give them, the Bible studies that you read or that you ask for. It's just in how you, and I know this is overwhelming to think, how am I going to do this? It, it doesn't have to be. We just read Psalm 37. If the, the Lord knows you're going to be unfaithful, he knows you're going to fall. He knows you're going to trip. He knows you're going to stumble. Share that with your kids. Right. Just say, look, I know you're going to make mistakes. I know as you're learning, you're you're gonna you're gonna make mistakes. I'm learning. Let's do this together. Right. Wow. Right. Because if they make it only about what I call the academic approach, mm. those devotionals and those Bible studies, that's how their children are going to treat it, like it's another subject in school. Wow. And it needs to be about a relationship, and that wow. goes beyond the textbooks. Amen. Wow. Yeah. Right. Amen. Man, this is such a good episode. 
And you're definitely coming back on. We want to bring, you know, we want to rotate. Well, thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this, you know, you're getting ready for a missions trip. That We oh, want to hear so more about, that. about yeah. that. Like, we want to watch how that happens. I mean, obviously, with what we're seeing in our student ministry, we want to bring you back on. And not just to speak, like, on this specific right, topic, right. like the formation of discipleship. But just give us pointers and tips and, and how to have conversations with your student when they ask these questions, when they do right. these things. Like we want to hear more from you about those day-to-day conversations you're having with – because for every one parent that you meet with, there's at least 15 more right. that can have the same question. They're just yeah. not making an appointment with you. Yeah. and Or they're, they're going to need to make an appointment with you. And so we want you to kind of go ahead and answer that question before <laughs> they're asking it. Um, on this. So, Anna, thank you for being a part yes. of this uh, well, Encourage Radio. Thank you guys Radio. for having me. This was so much fun, and I would absolutely love to come back. <laughs> oh, come on back. We didn't provide anything special like donuts. We never really do. But anyway, <laughs> we don't need it. <laughs> we don't need it. We're just having a good time. Raina, Jacob, thank you guys for being here. Of course. No this no was a good day. Well, Mom, Dad, uh, thank you guys for listening. Again, we pray it has been an encouragement. That's the reason why we call it Encourage Radio. As out of Joshua chapter one, we pray that in you, as you are in Christ, you are encouraged. So be encouraged today. You're gonna you're gonna make mistakes as a mom and dad. You're gonna make mistakes in your faith, but be encouraged from the Word of God. That's okay, and share that with your kiddos. We're praying for you. We love you. God's blessing on your home and on your household. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>